what's up you guys it's your girl itty bitty j and we're back on dear 20 something now i know you guys are probably tired of me coming to y'all um but this is the point of anchor you know small segments so you guys can kind of get the broader perspective of everything if you guys want to reach like the longer episodes or anything like that you can reach out to my soundcloud as well as mixler app type in we mob and y'all be able to tune in on the live uh podcast but right now this episode is called road trips and perspectives i'm here with my girl nadine what's good guys so we just kind of want to chat it up we've been talking about some different things um as we've been on this road trip and i just thought it would be a great way to uh i guess converse over the podcast get some people some perspectives from our view um so yeah so okay let's get this conversation started <laughs> all right so i was jotting down some stuff we was talking about pretty much we was talking about like you know the people that we've dealt with in the past and like things that we go through so one of the things that i wrote down was like what makes you feel comfortable with a person or that significant other? Like, what are some things that they do that make you feel that you can be completely yourself? I um, feel like whenever I feel accepted, like, whenever I feel like I'm in a, in a place where there is no judgment and where I can just absolutely be the epitome of who I am at my core without any bullshit, without any... Um, without faking it or pretending but just being genuinely who I am and whatever whatever tense that means like so if I'm angry let me be you know I can be that around that person and not feel like oh this is gonna get out of place or if I'm happy that person is someone that shares that joy with me or whatever the case may be but just really being comfortable and being myself is when I know I feel happy around a person or when I know I don't have to try to be anything I'm not yeah and that means a lot i guess that that's really when i'm comfortable with a person (laughs) i feel like for me like i don't know like as far as like the complete comfortability comes in but i know if i get to a point where i'm not like caring about what you think of me when i take put my bonnet on like we comfortable nigga like (laughs) like when i'm snatching my right like if i take (laughs) see that's that's on a whole nother level that's pretty much being a relationship if if you snatch my wig off my wig comes off and we happen to look up at each other and connect eyes at that point we're together if we had an (laughs) eye like i'm sorry but i've also been in a relationship where like for the longest of times I thought I was like myself and then I realized that I was like actually suffocating because like it was certain things that I actually liked to do I hadn't done in that relationship or like I would feel like I couldn't present it because that person wouldn't be comfortable with it or they'll think that what I wanted to do was like lame or like whack or whatever um and it wasn't up until I had like another relationship I was dealing with a guy and um he allowed me to be myself and I put emphasis on the allowed part because it's really like he didn't give me permission to be or whatever I think it was just like a personal thing in my own head but I was allowed to be myself you know he didn't think that the ideas that I had or the things that I wanted to do was like corny or like not me like I was able to just be myself and once I got into like that situation where I'm like you know with a guy who I wasn't myself with it was just it was very apparent for me like I could see the difference like yo like I'm not even pretty much exercising every part of myself or my character or my personality because this person is stifling me yeah you know they're not really like you know putting a gun in my head saying no you can't do this but in my head i'm thinking in order for this person to i view me in a uh, like a good light yeah i'm gonna have to hold back on who i am a little bit yeah and it's like that's not fair you know at the end of the day and that's not real either like I feel like for me, the problem I have when it comes to men is that they try to, I'm a very free-spirited person.
person but I do I like I tell people I enjoy my freedom so ultimately whoever I end up with they have to be comfortable with the fact that I am going to run wild so you can do one of two things <laughs> you can either try and restrict me which will push me even further away or you can really just embrace it and run with me like and that's why I am at, at this point I'm like nah I can't do those kind of because I've been in that relationship like you were saying yeah. where someone doesn't want you to be yourself or you know you feel weird doing the things that you would normally do and you're being around that person because they don't feel they don't accept you for who you are and so when it gets to that point for me like when even now present day whenever I see signs of like a man trying to control me or a relationship where I can't speak freely or I'm walking on rocks around them or just control and that makes me think deeper like damn is that a form of control in a sense like even though they're not really telling you like you know don't be your complete self but you're still holding back like thinking that this is helping their situation but it's really making you feel sad so is yeah. that really them controlling you mentally like I think in a form yes like maybe you know it's not maybe to the deeper ends of like control mm -hmm. but I definitely think it is like a form of control because ultimately like when we fall in love I want you to fall in love with the real me Because it's 
like, hey, you know, we may have shared something at a point and our souls may have connected on that level. And, um, you know, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't a long-term thing, but you helped me get to a point to where I can be the woman that I'm supposed to be for my ultimate soulmate, for the person I'm meant to be with in this lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> if we get any deeper. <laughs> yeah, in this lifetime, who I'm supposed to be with, you know, you yeah. just, it makes it not so, it makes you not feel so bad about, like, all the other breakups and yeah. the things that you went through. Because, you know, you go through things and you're like, damn, like, I didn't even see how this could be like this or how bad this could be because I genuinely love this person. Yeah. I honestly have just came to that, like, I guess chapter in my life where I'm okay with, like, even speaking with any of my exes because usually in the past, when we're done, we're done. Either I create a reason to hate you or <laughs> I just basically, we just, or we actually don't communicate on both ends. Yeah. Um, but I only have one ex that I converse with and that's actually just been like a, a battle for me because it's just like, you know, I'm used to just closing a chapter and moving on. But in this situation, I actually care for the person much more. Um, maybe because I wasn't the person that broke it off. That could also be it as well. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, this is the first time I had a, a an extended relationship with one of my exes. Yeah. And um, and I still say today, like, I just don't believe it's true, like, that you can be friends with your ex. Because me and him have definitely dabbled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're not just friends. I even tell this person, you can never just call me your friend because yeah. we'll never just be that. Um, so that's a whole new thing for me. I believe that soulmates do come in different forms. I believe your your a close friend can be a soulmate. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to come in a in the form yeah, of love, a spouse, yeah. you know. Um, but you definitely do have souls. I feel like that we are intertwined with. Just there, yeah. there's a reason for all of this, you know, that we're here and there's somebody else on the other word that was probably meant for us. Yeah. But um, we just don't know, you know. If you go a lifetime looking for your soulmate, you just might waste your whole life because you never know who your soulmate yeah. is. You could have already met them. You know, yeah. so it's like, who knows? You know, both of y'all have to go through different things in life to learn, you know, those lessons. So when y'all get together, it's going to be whatever honeymoon phase that they say it's going to be like. <laughs> I, I, that's what they say is the honeymoon phase. But like, I have this idea that like with I, I think that we're not meant to like just live in that honeymoon phase. But I think we're meant to live through. It's supposed to be like the person who I can like just tolerate them like yeah. you know what I'm saying or be able not just so much tolerate but just be okay going through whatever obstacles life throws us together exactly. and I know that no matter what we go through at the end of that we're gonna be together like you know what I'm saying you're not gonna yeah. leave me you're not going to I'm not gonna leave you which is something I'm very fond of is that I am a runner so like I say it has to be real for me to stick around with any relationship yeah. through complete bullshit like I'll stick around I'll, I'll hold it down I will be there but after a while after a while of me trying and trying and trying I give up and I will leave like I will pack my shit oh, yeah. and I will come home I, I will agree, be girl. gone you better call <laughs> Tyrone so I tell him and like you know if I'm here now and present like I gotta find that person that makes me not want to run I gotta find that person that makes me want to keep coming back that makes me want to fix it or that makes me want to stay so we can fix it but on their end, they have to be willing to fix it too. You know, it can't yeah. just be one-sided. Yeah, I definitely believe in 50-50. Like, and in all 
retrospects like in a relationship with anybody it has to be a give and take give and take you can't yeah. just be one person giving because then that they're starting to feel like they're being used yeah. and then the person who's basically receiving all of this they're going to be to the point where they're going to be so accustomed to you giving they're not even going to want to give it back you know they don't, they're not going to even know how to like give you what you need at yeah. the end of the day because they're used to you giving and that, that that's something that we have to set up in the beginning which brings me to the like the conversation that we was having previously with our exes or whatever. I mean, I wanted to ask, what is the hardest thing about making up with your ex? Like, you know, is it the fact of you've told your friends the bad part of it, so now that y'all made up, you're afraid that they still <laughs> might be stuck on the bad news, or like, is it like the fact that y'all have to get through the haze of being hurt or that trust? You know, y'all have to rebuild that trust part of it. Like, what is the hardest part about making up with your ex? Even if y'all don't make up, like physically but just making up to a point where place where y'all not distant y'all communicating again and y'all can actually be cordial so let me ask this before i answer that question is this someone that i am like like we're getting back into so relationship so when i say when i say an ex okay let me specify because i don't want to keep it in a relationship terms um an ex of meaning anybody in your life who used to be who are no longer so that could be a friend that could be a family member that could be actual like an actual spouse um an ex in particular. I think, like you said, like, you know, and it's, it's interesting because, like, I've been there where, like, you know, I'll be so hurt. And so the people that I do console in, which I don't console with many people, but, you know, the people that are close to me, they understand, like, hey, this person has really hurt you. And for me, like, I'm trying to get to a point where I, where when I forgive and I make up with them, you know what I'm saying, I also don't want to look like an idiot to the people that I've talked to. But at so the same true. time, you know, I feel like
how y'all made up because those are going to be the people literally hanging on to the bad part of it yeah and that's all they're going to remember um so and most times like they're generally just looking out for your well-being and like coming from like a place of like just trying to make sure that you're good because they saw you in that hurt place so they probably just being protective but on the flip side too sometimes people don't really care for your happiness for real for real and they they would rather hear the gossip and the bad news than to hear the good part of it too so it's just for me i do have a lot of like trouble getting to that part like kind of making up my ex and then or whatever it could be a friend or whatever and then telling those same people who i told this person hurt me because they're more so judgmental about the situation than i may be now um and I had to get to a point in my life where, like, I had to, like you said, stand in your truth. I, I was messing with this guy who, um, pretty much, I was embarrassed. We had gotten into a dispute, and I was really embarrassed about it because um, I basically went back to him when I said that that girl would never be me. Like, I said that would never be me, and that became me. Um, and I was so ashamed about it. But once I told the people who I cared, like, that I knew loved me, and, when they, and I allowed them, I stood in my truth, and you can tell me whatever you want to tell me, negative or bad, I'm going to sit here and take it. And then afterwards, you sit here and take it. That decision is still made. It's still made. And then <laughs> now, now that you're okay with knowing that I, this is where I am, I'm okay with the world knowing. Yeah. As long as the people who I love and care for are okay with my decision, I don't yeah. care about what nobody else has to say about it. Um, and most times, even if the people who I love and care for just don't quite get it right then, if I stand firm in my situation, then I'm going to be like, okay, like it is, it's, it's, it's just going to take them time. It's harder to process, um, but it's just going to take them time. Um, versus also, I have trouble dealing with, like, say, I'm dealing with somebody who I care for and we, we kind of stop talking. And I care for this person and they cross me in a way that I just feel like you went against all the principles and the things that I believe in. If we ever get to a point where we make up again, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a little difficulty approaching you in the same way that I did in the past because I'm a person that I forgive but I never forget. And sometimes people confuse that with not forgiving. You know, it's just a simple fact that I'm not gonna treat you the same way I did in the past. So that for me probably feeling played too yeah. comes into a situation for me as well like I have a trouble like if I if you fuck me over once I don't know like you know moving yeah. forward it, I'm gonna be looking at you with I'm one eye you, yeah like yeah. yo like what's going on like I'm definitely not gonna be that same person that was you know that you were dealing with because at this point I gotta put up my boundaries yeah like you know and I have to restrict you from certain parts of me from hurting me like yeah. you know because I have to protect myself at that point like you've already showed me that you aren't always going to be that genuine so at the end of the day i still have to protect myself and my emotions so i definitely understand that like that's so hard too because if you're taking it back to like that which makes me think of like guys when they cheat on women um like that's just like because sometimes women take men back over and over and over again and then it's like always the men feel some type of way when the girl finally wises up and be like i don't want this and they be like oh but you did it in the past you took me back this and the third and it's just like you know women have to put up with so much and you know you're dealing with a man who is who is probably not going to be faithful faithful to you again so how do you mentally like brace for something like that knowing that this person this ex of yours has not been able to change or he say he has but you don't truly believe him those women are strong as hell like, I think like, that, like, when it comes to change, and I was reading something, and it was like, you know, a man will leave you, and as soon as he leaves you, he'll go into another relationship and do everything in that other relationship that he, that you have been begging him to do it. So I think, like, maybe it's not even the, um, maybe it's not even, you know, that he doesn't, doesn't know how to do it or can't do it, but maybe it's, you're not the one he's willing to do it for. Yeah, but at the same time, too. 
in um, moment, moments, pretty much. Yeah. And for seasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, what if he didn't know and you have been basically teaching him, but you just didn't see the, mm-hmm. the basically the end of your teachings? Because once you decided to walk away and leave him, he now knows how to use those tools that you taught him for the next relationship. You basically built bit this man for the next woman. And that's something that I don't want to do. I don't want to be in that situation. No, nigga. Like, you can't be giving this girl the same thing that I was asking of you this whole time that was bringing me sadness. You can't be basically rewarding her with my sadness. You know what I'm saying? That's why I look at it. With my... There are certain situations I've walked away from. I haven't had too many really, you know, real serious relationships. I can have two that, like, I can really just say were really serious relationships. And on my last really serious relationship... Like, I realized that, you know, even though I don't think he's dating anyone right now, but I feel like everything that we went through, I really took it as a, I built this man into the man he is right now. Like, everything that we went through, everything that we lived through, the bad parts, the good parts, the, hey, I'm not doing this, you know? And when I left him, I know that was really hard because at that point he had tried to be this man, but it's like, no, I didn't need you to be this man right now when I'm done, when I've done all that I can do. I needed you to be this man before all of this started falling apart and I had to pick back up these pieces. So, in a way, and like, even when I left things with him, I told him, like, you know, go be a good man for the next woman because I, at that point, I'm done with you. Like, that's me. Yeah. So, at that point, in that situation, I told him, look, go be a great man for the next woman because I don't want any, I don't want to see the fruits of this labor. But at the end of the day, though, that situation is, at that point, it's kind of to an end. Yeah. You've already built up a wall of resentment for yeah. that person. And then even if you start back to amend things with it or try to make it work, he's already comfortable with how you move. Yeah. So he could be putting up this front acting yeah. like he's going to be this guy. And then two months down the road, he's back to his old shenanigans. And that's what was happening. That's always smart to do because, and it's, and it's, I feel like it's hard for a woman too because men feel like, you know, I, I read a comment, I don't know if it's a meme or something, but it was basically saying like, you know, this guy cheated on his woman like four or five times. Um, she always took him back. But on the sixth time, she decided, no, I'm walking away. Um, I don't want to deal with this. And basically, the guy was just like, yo, um, you know, this woman ain't this woman ain't ish, blah, 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 blah. All the males just like, how could she, like, just leave him after all he's done for her? Pretty much, he, he bought her, like, a house, car, all of these things or whatever. But on the flip side, there was the same relationship where a woman was cheated on four or five times but the sixth time she did take him back and everybody was praising this woman like yeah she's a real rider she holding him down this that and the third and i'm just like you know a woman's worth should not be measured as far as like how much crap she can take from a man like it should not be measured like that at the end of the day as human beings we are built like not chemically the same but we are built in the same form as far as like how much we should be able to endure at the end of the day and why do i do people feel like women should have to deal with extra stress depression on top of being able to birth the whole human yeah. you know what i'm saying like we should be able to just stand around and let a man cheat because this is just how men are like no you're not like that i don't feel like and, and if that is the case then women should be able to be just like that too yeah like to be able to bring you so much suffering so much pain <laughs> like so much things without y'all basically jumping down her neck exactly. and i'm not even looking at it so like you should she be able to she hold no whatever pain and suffering looks like to a man she should be able to bring just as much as he brings to her yes I don't know I definitely agree with that like I'm like there needs to be a balance with that because I do feel like women are expected like you said to take that man 
until I open my mouth and I said, I just can't do it anymore. Like, I want to be happy. And if, if being happy disappoints everyone, then hell, everyone's just going to be disappointed because I'm not going to keep living this way with this person to put on a facade for the rest of you. So, man, that's where I am. I just feel like, but even that, having to, like, putting on a facade for people, like, everybody goes through that. Yeah. Everybody probably is doing it, like, without consciousness. If once you get to the place where you don't have to put on that face, which I feel like as black people we can't really do that. Like yeah. we can't, we cannot have like some sort of facade when we're walking into white America. Like we have to be able to uphold ourselves right, be able to articulate, be able to have our hair in a way that's politi- uh, politically correct. Like whatever that means. Like, but it's like it's hard to live life with a double standard. Yeah. You're fighting against who you really are and what society wants you to be. <laughs> harder like I think for black women because we do have so much like one we're black and then two we're women people don't respect <laughs> women just in general like and then being black women we really get the shit into the stick sometimes oh and like I I think I, I did post something recently where it was like you know black women we're really powerful like we are the ones that have raised these black men that these First white women love <laughs> we raise them right and it starts <laughs> with us it really it does, really does. And it's like, but then these men, you know, they turn around and say things like, oh, I don't like black women, or you're too loud, or you're too this. But I had to be loud. You know, I got to yeah. be loud because I'm raising a man. I got to be loud. I got to be up front. I got to be blunt. I got to be all of those things. I got to be a strong woman in standing because everything exactly. around me, everything in society is looking for me to fail. Exactly. So I have to be. And if a man can't handle that, like, what the hell are we doing then? You know, you can't handle a strong woman, a strong woman with her own mind, then I can't do it. I just I don't even get upset when I hear a black man say that he won't date or he's have negative uh, views about black women just because that just goes to show that you don't know who you truly are. Yeah. That's just it. Because any black man who knows and loves himself knows that his first love will be his mother yeah. of any form because she is the, the fruit of all labor for you. Yeah. Like she is the first example of what it means to have a an adult in your life to take care of you, a superhero yeah. to, to be, you know, exactly, to be exact, really. Sometimes you don't have that father in a household, so she has to play both roles. And for me, in my situation, my father had to play both roles for me. So I have more of a, I guess, a logical way of thinking or even going through life where I, uh, I analyze stuff first, more so than a woman would probably access it emotionally. Um, but it's just having that, even that parent form in your home is very essential for a black a black person in America right now. It is. Like it's it's so essential. Um and I'm dealing with a situation where one of my siblings um reached out to me and told me that they are with child, they're young, and because we haven't had like that close relationship yeah. in the past, I don't know how to approach that situation by saying like, Hey, I don't think this is actually a good idea for you. Yeah. Um, because we haven't had that, you know, relationship for me to yeah. say you're right or you're wrong. But at the same time, I am somebody who's older than you, who, who also look at life yeah. logically. And of all the people around you, I'm probably one of the people in your life who's going to give you good and sound advice. Yeah. Um, so we did have a conversation where I basically voiced how I felt. But even still, it was just kind of like that person had their own view on things. And it's because the people, their role models in their household yeah. are not um, respectable. And I say that 
you know, with emphasis. They're just, they're just not. It's one of those black people that you hear with stereotypes. They on welfare. They basically have kids just to get a check. They basically just um, use the government to get ahead, or even don't even try to get ahead. Just use the government because they know they can get it. It's for, for survival. It's like survival. I think Kendrick Lamar was saying something like that. He was like, you know, they give us And they yeah. abuse it so much. It's just, it just seems like, oh, it's okay for me to do it because I know that the government is gonna have me. You yeah. know, what I'm I know the government who and who looks to that. And I even told the person I was, it looks like you're you're looking already to be a baby mother, yeah. a baby mama, not even somebody's mother. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. the fact that you're coming into this mindset just lets me know that I don't think you're ready. Like yeah. I don't think you're ready for this. And why deal with this now when you don't have that support system for yourself right now? You're gonna bring an innocent yeah. child into this. Um, so I think it's very important, but it, but the fact that she's so soundly okay with this, um, it's because the role models in her house have made it so that it was okay. And it seems, yeah. Yeah, and and that and on the other spectrum, we just need role models as far as like even black, strong black women, and when you like really strong black women, not women who are using the government to aid them. And that's different if you really just need it. Like it assist, government assistance is supposed to be an aid to help you for a short period of time until you get back on your stuff. Yeah. But we have come not only us because. Statistically, white people are actually the highest rated users of uh, food stamps. Yeah. So they're the highest. <laughs> so don't get it twisted. Don't let this media get your mind twisted. Okay. But it just looks like we are the crabs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Reaching for that. That's how we're portrayed. Exactly. And and just on a, on a, another spectrum, it's just like when you see somebody who actually has a. Well, I was basically brought up by the the opposite parent, and I don't think like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that role model was a bit different. So I can see like on the like in the same house became different uh, distance from each other and then like we grew up yeah and it's like we just have two different mindsets so that's why it's important to have like those strong black if, if you are a black listening to this even if you're uh, uh, of any other color you know uh, minority of any form um, or Caucasian if you just want to listen uh, you need those strong role models because children absorb everything like. They really do so it's like i think it's very important like for us women we have to be so strong for yeah. no, like for every reason really for every single reason <laughs> like every reason and like right now i couldn't see myself having another kid right now because i know like where i am i'm comfortable and my son is growing up so i can actually maneuver and do more with him at this age and i, I just know it's not the best decision so i wouldn't put myself in that predicament yeah but i know it's like so many of my like cousins and around me you know they're like on their third and fourth child and we're the same age and I'm like yo like what about your goals what about your ambitions what else do you want to do other than have babies and live yeah. on welfare and, you know what I'm saying like what else are you yeah. doing so I don't understand that but yeah I don't understand like that's just but I can see like cause the town that I was uh pretty much raised up in everybody has that same one track mind like it's like it really is like a, a circle like either you're doing this you're doing that or you're doing this and there's nothing higher than those basically those goals which are really very low the bar is really low and that's not even taken away from my city because there's definitely people like myself who want it more for ourselves but it's just as far as like a a, a, a cumulative of what's going on everybody has one track mind yeah and i can see how like if had i never 
went to college to like see more, experience more, met different people, yeah. uh, learned their different like ideas and perspectives, their values and things like that, I would have probably been stuck in that mindset too. Well, I don't know about me in particular. I feel like I would have had to be trapped to be there <laughs> because I always felt like Ida was out of place. I just knew that this was it was not enough for me. But everybody in that city does have that one track mind. So I can see how easily you can get comfortable yeah. with whatever's ahead, of, you know, in front of you. Yeah. But I mean, you got to be able to shuffle through the dirt and create your own situation. You yeah. can't just go along with the plan because it's not your plan, you know. Yeah. It's really true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's really all that I have for this. It was a good segment to me. Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think it was cool. Me too. We got off track, but that's good because we just <laughs> want to give y'all some perspective. So, again, this is Itty Bitty J and Nadine. And make sure y'all tune in. It may be every week or every two days. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, make sure y'all tune in. We did 33 minutes, girl. Yes. Okay, okay. Light it up.